Welcome back to another episode of Roadblock Podcast. I'm Coop. I'm here with Andy and Cap, where today we are going to talk about an orange stiff-arming a leprechaun, urinals, and virtual balls. So stay tuned. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Roblox Podcast, presented by no one still, except for 69 Cent Tips. My name is Jason. If I sound a little under the weather, that's because I'm a little under the weather. Um, I'm here with Andy and Coop. We don't ask them how they're doing anymore because we don't care. Guys, breaking news, John Rothstein, J-O-N Rothstein, got hacked. Thoughts? I mean, I really, I, I don't believe it. I honestly do not believe it. I, I do not understand how anybody can hack a robot. So... I think he just... That's not a bad point. I honestly think he just put that out there to try to get a quick 600, and also he'll probably turn that into some merch later on. I think he's doing that right now. I uh, think so. I have a Cooper. PlayStation now, PlayStation 5. It was only 600 bucks, so I'm pretty <laughs> happy about it. And you're under the weather, but everyone technically is under the weather except planes because they fly above the weather. So everyone's affected <laughs> by it. It's all based on perspective, Coop. Well said. Coop, I just had a, a golden ticket idea. We can table this for later. Mm. I think we should intentionally hack your Twitter account. Okay. Just for the clout of your NFT sale. Uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how exactly to sell it. I made it. I made my <laughs> first uh, NFT at work. I was very bored. My next mission is to sell um, NF merchandise, the uh, musical artist NF. And I'm going to sell a T-shirt that just it. says NF, and I'm going to say I'm selling NFTs, NF T-shirts. <laughs> so that's what I'm going for. And if that doesn't work, oh, I guess I'll just have to keep selling cars against my will. I love you. Can you send no. me a quick uh, picture of it real quick so I can screenshot? Of my NFT? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Appreciate it. And now, are you going to – those NFTs, are you going to toss mm. them as Xavier Games during the T-shirt toss? NFT toss. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like you don't actually, cause of COVID, like I don't want any germs on the t-shirts. Of course. So why don't we start doing that? Having NFT tosses at CentOS. And it's like, you scan a barcode and if you're selected, like, <laughs> yeah. like five people get like an NFT and it's an in NFT th- of like Joseph th- Auto Group, Xavier Basketball. In three to five business days, a little ball shows up at your doorstep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you won. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> a little parachute drop goes on your phone. In three to five business days, we're going to mail you a $5 Skyline gift card. Hey, whatever works. Not the same experience, but contactless, though. Oh, yeah. If, it's if the safer really, experience. We are all about really, safe. Yeah. If they really cared about the people, that's what they would be doing. Parachute drop and ball toss NFTs. That's why we need to, like, we just need, like, one throwaway game against, like, um, IPFW one year, like we need to be the 
people that like coordinate what's going to happen during media timeouts and everything like that. Like it's all up to us 100%. Well, how about this? TBT is being played this year at Xavier's campus. Oh yeah. How, we could really display our marketing, you know, prowess this year. I'll say, Hey, you know, Tom Iser, Brian Hicks, take a, take a look at our marketing schedule here. We'll show you what we yeah. got. Can, can we get a couple games in CentOS? Next year. Well, we don't even ask. Just say, hey, by the way, we're bringing our own crew for it. So I've seen you know, semi-pro, so I've been doing my homework on marketing and basketball <laughs> games. So uh, I like our chances to make it a pretty entertaining event. We already, we're already right. having corn dogs if we score over 100 points. Uh, we're already going to have Rick Carter wrestle a live bear. Uh, no Spumoni. Uh, Half-court shot with a, with a freaking hippie dude with no shirt. Actually, that's a bold strategy. And how weak is it that Xavier's only giving away $500 for a half-court shot? Wait, $500? Yeah, the kid that made the half-court shot. I don't know if you saw that, Andy, but the ginger made the half-court shot. I can win that just by betting on the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. He made a half-court shot in a live sporting event and got 500 bucks. Some people are out. Like, didn't they? They used to give away, like, a Ford Focus, and now they're giving away $500? Dude, the U.S. dollar's fucked. All right, God. I know times are tough, but Jesus Christ. I don't even know how much $500 is now that I've started this NFT stuff. What is that? Like, tell me what that is in Ethereum. Otherwise, I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's 0.3 ETH. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. About 120 soul, 0.3 ETH. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. About 8 billion Dogecoin. Yeah. 9 billion block okay. coin. Yeah. You're oh, minting that's your. Next. That's next. I'm going You're to minting your to NFTs on, to on the block coin network. Uh, yeah, Blobcoin okay. collection, like, um, yeah, that's next. If I can figure out if work gets really slow, I'm going to try to uh, make a cryptocurrency called Blobcoin. And, um, but it's it really not, not that hard to do. Only the three of us will own it. Like, it's going to be so exclusive. I don't want anyone else to own it. Maybe only guests that are on it. That's on, so funny because, like, podcast. when people actually, like, look into cryptocurrencies, they look at how much, like, the founders own <laughs> The founders own 100% of the token. <laughs> right. You can't buy it. <laughs> they could really dump on the market if they chose. All right. We'll actually talk about sports here in just a second. We had to talk oh, wait, about Rossi because that's just the funniest thing of all time. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? I don't even know what sports are, man. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> we can just sit here and talk about fucking planets and shit if you fucking want. The biggest talk moment about, in the city sports history in 30 we'll years. About, yeah, we talk, so we, we talk about, talk about, we about Mercury retrograde. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the fucking blip in the fucking uh, simulation. Andy, I, I've got to hear it from you, okay? Get get out of your jackass zone and get into Andy feeling zone. I want to hear really, really, really uh, sensitive Andrew Piccarello here. Anderson Piccarello, if you will. Oh. How are we feeling? I got to hear the reaction. Uh, this is why I wanted to have Rick on the podcast. I wanted to actually hear from the horse's mouth uh, what you were thinking after that W. So I honestly didn't know what to think. Like I couldn't, I, I looked, I was just in so such disbelief that it actually happened and we didn't find a way to fuck it up. Like after, so I wasn't like the interception happened right in front of me. I didn't even know it was an interception until the next day. I did not like, all I saw was um, the, I saw the pass come like right at my face and I saw, I heard contact and I saw the ball on the ground and the uh, Raiders receiver in front, like bef- in front of the goal line. So that's all I needed to see. I just went fucking ballistic. I tackled Coop, my friend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Coop, 
So I watched the GameCube. I'm not certain he was there based on what he said so far. <laughs> this sounds like a guy who read who like read the spark notes the night before the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I saw um... I'm not convinced he was actually at the game right now. I'm not see, I was worried about him because let's not forget Xavier played basketball what four hours, their game finished two and a half hours before the game. I'm not like I saw a photo of our own Andy next to Major League Baseball's National League Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I had no Jonathan idea who that was India. until like someone commented on it. <laughs> and, I was like, oh, Andy. I'm like, Andy's kicking it with one of his buddies. Cool. I must really well, like this guy. I, I zoomed in on Andy's face. I'm like, this man, this man's gone. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, is he going to actually remember that he was there? Like, you always hear like people talk about, oh, is that the game? When whatever happened, I was at whatever. Andy's going to be like, I was there, I think. Like, I know I purchased tickets and I was there, but I don't there remember. are pictures of me like standing by a seat, but I'm right. not <laughs> mentally sure I was there. There was the lights were on. I, I so went up and bought you... two beers and um, then I put them down in the cup holders. And there was a, um, like, so I, I, I finished drinking one of them. And I looked down at the like, I looked down to go grab the other one. It just like wasn't there, and I'm like, where, where'd the beer go? And the dude next to me was like, dude, the Bengals scored a touchdown and you knocked that shit over. <laughs> nice. I go full beer just on the ground because CJ Uzama caught a touchdown. So you remember? You have full recollection of the game. I do. Yes. No way. Wow. Okay. That's good. And I remember very little from beforehand and very little after, but the actual game, I remember. Thank okay, God they like $12 beers. Coop and I are going to wager real quick. We're going to wager uh, one of his NFTs. Mm. Over under 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when did you retire? I am going to take – Bengal, I'm actually going to take the over. So I have faith in my guy. You're I'm saying, saying, I'm saying he crashed in... later than 11.30. Oh, okay. I see. Let's, let me think. I'm going to say uh, – I assume he was probably trying to get it out of the stadium till about 11.30. <laughs> you might but be right. I'm going under since you're going over. You go, you go over while I go under. <laughs> All right. Six-nine sports. So, the winners actually cooped, and it was completely unplanned. The plan was <laughs> that that's always a good start of the good story. Um, the plan was me and my buddy were like me and a few of my friends were supposed to like if we win, we've talked for talked about it for two weeks. We were supposed to go close down the bars and just go fucking crazy. Um, I was in line for for one of the bars and I'm calling my one of my friends and like, dude, where the hell are you? I can't get a hold of him at all. And I literally in the middle of me calling him, he texts us saying he's gonna go get food in Oakley. And he'll come back. He's going to come back to the banks after the lines die down. Like the lines are going to die down after a playoff win. <laughs> it's been 31 <laughs> years since a playoff win. Like they're, they're, they're just going to more and more people are coming, dude. They might not die down for the next week, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Here, Coop, I'm going to say something here. There's a non zero chance that Andy didn't kidnap his own friend and forget about it. Uh, that is true. That's actually very true. <laughs> and like, I yeah, haven't heard of him in a while. He could, just be, he could just be locked somewhere and Andy fucking forgot. He's in Andy's car that's in his and he, garage. And he blocked his number because he was so mad. Like, he was so mad at his buddy, like, blocked his number and locked him in his basement or some shit. 
That, that is a non-zero chance. You're right. Definitely yeah. a non-zero chance. I, I guess we'll 50/50. find out eventually. Smart Money says 50-50. <laughs> well, Andy, I'm glad you had a good time. Any further comments? It was, even as a non-Bengal fan, it was pretty cool to see. I, I definitely cried. There were tears that came out of my eyeballs. Um, and I got... It was absolutely just absolutely completely surreal. Surreal, like I lost all control of my body after. after <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What else. I, just, I literally just tackled my friend, and like I'm just, uh, I'm literally horizontal, laying across like six seats while people are jumping around. I sprained the fuck out of my ankle, and I literally couldn't walk the next day. What the hell happened? <laughs> couldn't tell you. That's an eventful day, Coop. From one to ten, how much do you care about the Bengals? One being I care uh, about them the most. I would say a one being the highest. Yeah, just 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 to say, okay. you know, just to throw people through I, a loop. I would say maybe like four. Like I Pretty care solid. about them. I want them to win. Did I watch every game this year? No. Um, Mike Brown. I'm not a huge fan of Mike Brown and what he's done. The uniforms are very uh, bad until this year. I think that's what was holding them back, like all the credit to Burrow and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the uniforms. You look the at the game old, of the Ring of Honor. It, that's what it was. I mean, it, once they put the leaping tiger at midfield, then they're going to be a real like franchise again. Um, do it was the uniforms. Yeah, dude, the the B but, is uh, fucking horrible. Yeah, I've always thought it was a weird logo, like B for Bengals. Just weird. I mean, but it'd be I like mean, it, at least make it a P or something. Yeah, pushing P or something. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. But I don't know. I think it's cool. Um, I didn't believe that they actually won until like the game was officially over. I just, I don't know. I've, I'm like, yeah, Derek Carr is definitely going to lead them down the field, score a touchdown. They go for two and they'll win. Right. Like, and it, you, and never, you never want to like, give Derek Carr too much time. Exactly. That's what he's, they said. Uh, he's dangerous. Um, Andy, what was but, the atmosphere like that last uh, Raiders driver they got to like the 30 or 20 or so? Did so, it feel like um, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh playoff game all over again? Like, it, it was weird. Like, you felt the fact, like, you felt some pressure, like, a little, uh, some nerves. Everybody was kind of, like, locked in. But there wasn't anybody like, oh, here we go again. Like, just the vibes with this team are just completely different from any other Bengals team we've ever had. Like we could be up twenty-one to three, um, at at in half at halftime with the with the old Bengals era, and they get like a first down coming out of the second half. You're like, all right, here's where it goes downhill. Here we go, yep. and we end up fucking. That's losing. true. You could kind of just feel the air getting sucked out of the building a little bit, but a tiny um, bit, especially after that roughing the yeah. passer call. Um, yeah. like they literally gained forty-five yards on one play. It's like, oh shit, okay, we can't get pressure on on Carr because Trey Hendrickson went down. Uh, so, like, he had all day to throw. Someone's bound to get open. So, yeah, you kind of felt like, okay, wow, like, we're only up seven. Can't let them score here. And then they get inside the 10, and you start really feeling pressure. I was scared as fuck on that third down when uh, um, Hunter Renfro tripped up. It was on the opposite side of the end zone for me. So, like, I look over, and I just see them. I see, like, what could have been contact two guys on the ground and a and a ball just fly past. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, pass interference. Here we go. Um, yeah, I was waiting for it. Yeah, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it would have been a week all that could have. Yeah. And went, went on that like once it went once we got to fourth down. I'm like, all right, guys, one play. And 
I was I was very, very confident in that fourth down, which is kind of weird for a Bengals fan. Yeah, no question. All right, gun to your head. What happens against Tennessee in the Dante Jackson Bowl? Uh, we make it, – it's I'll call it – I'll say it's beautiful. It ain't pretty, though. It ain't pretty. It's beautiful. The, All right. I think um, – gun to my head, we make Tannehill beat us. Um, Derrick Henry is just coming back off IR. They're not – they're not fully healthy. We put it in Tannehill's hands and we win. I'm calling Glass it. Glass half full guy. Fair enough. Coop, do you have a prediction? Uh, I could see it going either. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance because they don't let you tie in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, I would love it if, like, there was a tie and it's like, yeah, it looks like Buffalo is just going to advance to the Super Bowl because everyone else tied. Or would they um, have to face both – the Bengals and the Titans at the same time. They would have to they, – they just – well, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out at a later time. Like but one, 11 think, on 22 at all times. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. Put that game on Nickelodeon. <laughs> That'll work. Um, I think um, – I don't know. I kind of see the Bengals winning it. The only thing, though, is um, the tackles. Um, the Bengals will be without some – of their defensive tackles, so the inside run game, Derrick Henry, I don't, I don't know. It'll be tough to stop him, but um, I mean, I think talent-wise, uh, offensively, the Bengals can keep up, obviously. So, I think maybe if they just, I don't know, hold on to the ball a little bit longer, eat up a lot of the clock. I don't think it'll be like the most exciting game, honestly. But I think that'll be their game plan: just time of possession, eat away at the clock Joe Burrow is obviously going to pass Mixon's going to touch the ball like three times and that'll be it you know the biggest travesty right now AJ Green mm. feel bad for the guy really it's feel bad situation. for the guy Cardinals fell the fuck off dude like four or five weeks ago they were one of my favorites to make a huge run oh yeah they Same. were looking like the hell they, they were seven and oh like people are like all right this is the team to beat team to beat the NFL this is the most electric offense we've seen and then they Added Zach Ertz, and they uh, – so you thought, like, how do you stop this team? And then you, you realize, all right, you make Kyler Murray uncomfortable and take away DeAndre Hopkins. Here's the golden rule. You don't let Andy pick draft your quarterback in fantasy. The Andy you simply pick do curse. not. So. You simply do not. But, I mean, he did He did win me a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, he won you a well, playoff that's game. That's important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Andy, you selfish fuck. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I am like – so I'm actually pissed off at the Cardinals because the I, Cardinals. I'm pissed off at both of them. But honestly, fuck every Cardinal. Like, including Ball State. Including Ball State because, Jesus, like – and they'll never know because they'll never hear this and, and I can't, they can't see my tweets. Including the tree? Uh, okay, no, that's Standard. a color. That's a color. No. And that's okay. that's singular, like yeah. cardinal. Yeah, it's one cardinal. Yeah. Yeah, we right. are, we're all we one. one. We're cardinal. not separate cardinals. We're all Xavier one Xavier Musketeer. That's just, like, not that daunting, though. A singular, a singular tree. We have one tree. Like, we have one static object. Like, it doesn't even move. Like, it's not even a bunch of them. Because, like, yeah. everything else, I've we have a bunch of birds. We have a bunch of tigers. We have one tree. One tree. All right. That's it. I've been playing the fucking tree. lumberjacks. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they have multiple lumberjacks versus one tree. I think I know where that one's going. 
Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Is that it? Is that the Lumberjacks? I think you're right. I don't know. That that sounds right. I know that they're red and like gray or brown. No one's gonna no one's gonna fact check that. Another color on the color. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not so fast, my friend. All right, let's get the fuck off this bullshit. And let's talk about what took over Xavier Twitter this weekend. So Julie and I were watching. Julie is my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, no further comment. Uh, we she, she didn't pay any attention at the Creighton game. So it was a really cute kid with us. Um, he was way more attending the game, to be completely honest. Uh, but she's like, hey, let's rewatch the Creighton game. I'm like, all right, cool. Two minutes in, she sees like a b- bunch of dudes looking out at their shorts. And she paused it because she thought she'd seen it the other day or whatever. I was like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Um, and she tells me to ask Bob if there are plays on the inside of our fucking shorts. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, Bob and I have a good worker relationship. Like, I'm not, I'm not ruining that. No, fuck that. But, you know, boyfriend duties. I was like, fuck, all right, I'll do it. I send it to Bob. You know, when you send, like, a risky test, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, this is the end of this, you know, ordeal. Uh, and Bob don't just ever, don't ever speak to me again. Bob just texts back, "LOL, yeah, they have plays stitched on the inside of the shorts." <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite texts I've ever received in my entire life, uh, and the rest is history. Like that's just an elite move from an absolute psychopath of a coach. I, I, there's no excuse to ever forget a play, and <laughs> just looked out. All you gotta do is like stick your hand out your pants and plug yourself a little bit, and you'll find it. I know your whole life you've been told not to look down. Forget that. As a uh, basketball coach yourself, granted, it might be like like a class action lawsuit waiting to happen. Have you thought about implementing this with your uh, eighth grade <laughs> boys basketball team? Well, and they should. I I I took a four hour class on why we should manipulate your player shorts. Um, or have or anything to do with them, you shouldn't touch them at all. So I well, say wait. away from that strategy. Trav mm-hmm. is also okay. a, a youth basketball coach. I hope it's not a universal strategy. Yeah. At a Catholic school, too. Nonetheless. What's that thing you have to do with the Catholic schools? What's that called? It's called like Virtus the... training. Yeah. A four-hour <laughs> class on how to like on why you should not touch children. From the organization. Do you think Travis, does does Travis Steele have to take that? Does he have to do that too? If he, uh, like, so if he is ever so, like planning on being one of two, if he ever like plans on like being in practice without two other people there, then yes. Wow. You have to have two Virtus trained adults at, at each event. <laughs> yes. Well, the training's clearly working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely wild. Uh, like, I just don't – it raises so many questions. My, my favorite two things to think about were when Travis thought of it. Uh, I imagine it was in the middle of the night. It was an epiphany. You know, he's starting to drift off to sleep, and his eyes just, like, come open, come wide open. It's like, oh, my God, here's the, here's the golden ticket. I found our advantage. Plays inside the shorts. This is crotch, it. Pl- crotch plays. <laughs> and then, two, it's the implementation. I, I just want to see what had happened. I wish there was – I wish I got to talk to Cliff. If there's some kind of documentary, I know they take video all the time. I just want to see the conversation of how he put that into action because Trav's not the one stitching the, the plays onto the shorts. Uh, it's a manager or it's someone in the athletic department. I want to see who he went to and how that conversation went down, like how he uh, I hope introduced his wife did it. <laughs> I, I hope he brought home like, I don't know, 45 pairs of shorts and then said, I need plays stitched on all of these. <laughs> And I hope the play changes, like, 
I don't know, several times a week. Like, like no, 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 a different one. And then, like, I hope it's, like, an interchangeable thing. But I think he probably thought of it. I would say maybe at a urinal or something. Like, he's trying to remember plays, <laughs> and he's drawing them up. Um, well, anyways. And then he's, like, pulls his shorts. He's, like, I got it. And that's when he did it. And then he, like, ran out of the bathroom, didn't wash his hands, and went home. I forgot and to he, zip his pants up. He just, to work. He just runs yeah, straight to Cintas. Like, he's, he's got the running, idea. He's at, like, Kenwood Mall. His pants yeah. are zipped after that. People are yelling, Forrest zip Gump. him up, zip him up. He's Forrest like, yeah, Gump. go X. It's like, no, you're fly. <laughs> yeah, man, I he's know like, I'm I know fly. I'm fly. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Killer boots, man. Yeah, JP Makura is like, I don't understand the big deal. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that was a dude. That was a legendary spurt there, Coop. Well played. I, I, I would say something spurt. else, but there's I can't be funnier. Oh, Jesus, Coop. You're on fire. Now, the, the, the real question is, are we bringing the same strategy to the TBT team? If it's good enough for Steel, it's good enough for us. And obviously. The only you thing put that- a pencil pouch down there. You can hold more than one play. Yeah, all the plays. Fanny packs. Play pouch. Sip them up, fanny packs. I'm with it. I'm I'd wear one. The only problem, Andy, is it would be my job to do. And uh, I haven't <laughs> sewed since seventh grade, home ec. When I just sewed a pillow and had the peace sign on it. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I like our chances of them staying on there. And then that would give our playbook to the other team. That is true. That is true because so the other team always is looking at your pants. There's some counter risk there. That there is, you have to wonder, you have to know who you're playing. You know, maybe certain teams that you're playing, you know, might be more apt to, to look in that area. And if the shorts are really see-through, they're really, really light. You know what I mean? If we're wearing white, if we're at home, you know, they right. might be able to see our place. And like when we all know, uh, like especially if we're wearing gray, they're, they're always a little bit see-through. You're not wrong. I think I think that's on purpose, obviously. Um, so yeah, there's definitely there's a lot there's a lot to think about there. A lot to think about. But right now our focus is on you know Rick wrestling a bear and corn dogs. As it should be, yes. As it should be. <laughs> obviously, there's a top-down approach. Top-down approach, Andy. You have to have your priorities together. One domino at a time. <laughs> oh, long live the crotch plays. And that was gonna be something that we're gonna see all the time. Like you're not gonna be able to unsee it. I think. Any broadcast we watch, I'm going to see it like five to ten times. Easy. Once you pointed curious, out, we like, saw the whole game. Well, I, you know, Sunday, that's all Twitter was, was just like on Xavier Twitter at least. It was all just like videos of that and memes, SpongeBob memes. Everyone had one. I sent Bomb, by the way. Um, I think it, Patrick posted it. And it was SpongeBob and Patrick. And it looked like Patrick was servicing uh, – SpongeBob, oh, that was Ian. Square pants. Ian, yeah, it was yes. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> that was so- and I, I did send that to Bomb and say, look what's happened. Um, but uh, this is Bob's uh, fault. He told me I could tweet about it. I said, yeah, hey, see? is this something that you want me to hold back on or not and talk about? It? He's like, you're free to tweet about whatever you want. Gave us, he but, gave Cap Industries the green light. But you know that, like, people at Xavier, like, coaching staff, players, obviously, like, we have players that follow some of us and coaches and stuff like they have seen these memes like it, they've definitely seen a, a fair share of them so they're probably going to be like guys we gotta we gotta do something different like these clowns are like <laughs> especially the us, ramones us- and the kunks of the world i mean big kunk liked julie's tweet 
uh, I mean, it, it's definitely getting around for sure. Oh, yeah. I would love to be a fly on the wall for like some locker room conversation because you know the guys are on Twitter all the fucking time. Like, oh, I would say it, I should have. We, we have to go to uh, the Travis Steele show at uh, Dilly Bistro in Marymont. I always forget about it. Like, I work pretty close to there. Like, they can, they do like <laughs> QA, raise my hand, be like, have you seen the memes that we've made? And like, <laughs> Byron and Joe would just be like looking at me and I'd be like explaining the memes and SpongeBob and stuff and the crotch plays. And then <laughs> Travis would just, I'd love to see how he'd react in a public setting to that. It was funny because Trav definitely knows who CapEx is, uh, oh, yeah. which is absolutely hilarious because he's not on Twitter, bro. Like, I guarantee you, like, he has an intern type up a tweet and he just presses send. Like, he's not on Twitter at all. Probably like, not. I'm telling like, never. It's he, not he his He probably thing. doesn't know how to compliment typing out happy birthday, like, to, to whoever he's <laughs> um, sending it out to because it'll probably just come out, like, in a Enjoy basketball play. Right. <laughs> oh, dude, I bet his autocorrect or like, you know, like the predictive text or whatever. I bet Apple just has him fucking pegged. Like he probably doesn't even have to type anything anymore. He just presses the auto, like the auto fucking text on every single text that he has. Because he says the same shit over and fucking over and over and over. Which is it says obviously. The, yeah, the obviously. middle words, obviously. Obviously, I. <laughs> of course. Fucking guy. Turnover. Um, Lost my train of thought, but I oh, it's funny that Trav knows who CapEx is and he spends no fucking time on Twitter, and he is not a fan at all. Not I get the feeling, the I get the feeling Xavier Brass fucking despises us, except for maybe Mario and Cliff, and maybe Jonas and Dante. But I feel like the Brass Brass, like the athletic director, like the guys that have their fucking big boy pants on, I feel like they despise Xavier Twitter. <laughs> Do you blame Bradley? No, absolutely not. Not even a little bit. They have like a very serious job. They have a very serious job. And uh, I think they do a really, really, I think they try really, really hard to make sure that the Xavier program is respected. And we just continue to way. rip that. We continue to rip that wall down. Day by day. Oh, it's brand uh, awareness is all it is. That's all that it is. Uh, I honestly think Chris Mack opened up the way for us. Chris Mack was kind of an asshole, and I think uh, I think that kind of allowed us to be like, okay, we kind of be assholes too. Um. Anyway, speaking of Chris Mack, this is honestly a perfect segue. Speaking gonna... of him being an asshole, did you see that press conference? He looked pissed off. I he was. But, it was just but the reporter, effort. the reporter was on point though. Like yeah, he's, I didn't hear like any, he's I didn't like hear the previous quote or anything. Um. But like, just I just felt Chris Mack death glaring me. Like he's pissed at me for he, watching this. One, he physically looks terrible. He looks like he's aged ten years. He looks awful. It looks like you know those pre-president and post-president stories, or like pictures mm-hmm. or whatever. It looks exactly like one of those. But like the reporter, it showed a clip of him like a couple of days ago. Like we're gonna have to find out what motivates our guys. And then the fucking ref essentially said the same thing, and Mack was just a dick about it. I just could not have imagined that. Max tenure at Louisville would be going this poorly, and mixed tenure at UCLA would be going this incredibly well. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, the holy fucking Spider Verse, bro. <laughs> this, is the one, this is the this is the one out of fifty trillion where this happens. I guarantee it. God, like, imagine, can you imagine Chris Mack as an assistant at UCLA. <laughs> right, like that's as fucking likely as anything at this point. I mean, there's another universe. I'd say in ninety nine percent of universes. 
Mick loses to Michigan State in the very first round and just completely unravels and just talks a bunch of bullshit to the media and gets canned. Like, I just don't understand how this is what happened. Like, I would have – I'm just glad I don't gamble on sports. I would have lost so much money. <laughs> and, like, can you imagine, like, what it would have been like in a different metaverse? That's true. Will there be Chris Mack NFTs, Coop? You know, uh, that's a good question. Um because I think we'll in my in my house in the metaverse, I just want that. I just want uh, a compilation of bad Chris Mack interviews to play on my TV. Right, but yeah, I'm gonna have to buy the I, NFTs, obviously. Right, of course. We'll we'll work on it. All I can we'll, really think of, I did watch his uh like minute long clip of the press conference, and he like had his eyebrows raised, but the wrinkles on his head made like a perfect oh my god like number sign like pound sign hashtag. That's all yeah. I was looking at. So I was going to start making memes of that. Like hashtag, like hashtag eyebrow raise. Yeah, exactly. What eyebrows. Yeah. It's so real quick on, on actually a serious conversation, a serious sports conversation here. I know that's rare. How long is Mac have? Does he have this the rest of the season? If he like, doesn't if make this, the tournament, then I think he's out. How many losses in a row does he have? And it's like, it's a bad ACC this year. It's a very it's, bad ACC. I mean, losing to Pitt, bro? Oh, yeah. whoa. We're talking, like, people don't even know who the second best team in the ACC is. And that's not because they're battling it out. They're just bro, trying North to outsuck Carolina, each other. North Carolina's lost their last three games by, like, an average margin of, like, 30. You're set. Oh, my God, bro. It's horrible. It's so bad. I think that's the creme de la creme of basketball conferences over the last 10 years. And it's been absolutely fucking terrible. So you have Boston College, who's seven and eight at home on Wednesday. If they lose that game, is he done? Well, you think uh, they go midseason? So. I think he has a, a very extensive buyout. I think that's the major uh, factor at this point. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying he would have been canned at this point, but I think that's the the big barrier. My question is, at what point do we get the Chris Mack to Butler conversations? <laughs> I'm all I mean, for it. it. It's, I mean, it'd be a hell of a matchup because you have Chris yeah. Mack, Xavier alum at Butler. <clears throat> and Butler and fucking, alum. Excuse me. Yeah, thank at you. Xavier. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Scotty Pippen. I, I, need, I need to be carried well, tonight. I, I appreciate it. <clears throat> thank you. Rest of their schedule. God, this conference is fucking trash. Boston College, Notre Dame at home, at Virginia, Duke at home. The Duke game obviously saves you if you win it. But, I, dude, they lose the rest of these. I don't know if he makes that in January. That, that's just in January. It's t- like, yeah, um, they have four teams that would be a quadrant one win on a neutral floor at the moment. So they have four teams that are in the top 50 of the net. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure they have more than three tournament teams this year. How good would DePaul be in the ACC? DePaul would be winning the ACC right now. Would it be? Because they're better than Duke. Would it be two NCAA teams, Blue Devils, Blue Demons? Oh, that would be lit. That'd be a hell of an That would be pretty lit. That would be pretty lit. But just absolutely nuts, bro. I just could have never imagined, like, it would go that poorly. This the only quick. thing that can really save the program from here on out would be, like, some very attractive NIL deals with Jack Harlow. <laughs> That's all that they can do. And, I, I mean, think once Mac, if he does get canned, I feel like, I feel like next season he'll be, like, doing like the halftime shows and like a studio analyst and stuff for like a year. And then it'll be, we'll see where it goes from there, but I feel like he'll sit one out. 
I hope he gets canned for his mental health, bro. Hop on that Miller podcast. It look, yeah, it just does not, not look like a good time. And, and like, bro, you've been making millions of dollars for a decade. Like you can't, you're set for life. Your kids are set for life and your kids' kids are set for life. Why, why, why continue true. to put yourself through that fucking hell? I don't understand. I mean, what, what if his dream job, Florida A&M, starts calling? Well, I mean, that is the whole problem with art. Yeah. I mean, that's not a – but, Andy, that's a hypothetical. That, I mean, what's the, what's the chance that actually happens? Uh, that's true. That's true. Right. I don't think he'd be welcome there. It would be a lower-tier job. You know how it is after you get canned. Uh, you have to start back over pretty much. So he'd have to go back to Xavier to play since he's starting over? Uh, Evansville. Start over from scratch. Evansville, right. Yeah. yeah. Man. Xavier's long time rival. He's got to play against Mick Cronin in high school. Damn. Yeah. That's tough. Tough oh, shit. Should have left Xavier. That's, that's, that's the lesson right here. You just don't leave Xavier. If you leave Xavier, your career goes to shit. I mean, it's not worked out that great for the last couple. I mean, but it, I mean, it's all relative. For Mac, it's gone absolutely shitty. Miller had it fucking rolling in Arizona. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be completely honest. He never made the final four, but he had a really good like six to eight year stretch. Oh, yeah. And then Mata had a really good tenure at Ohio State. Let's call it what it is. I mean, yeah. they, obviously, they, they flamed out, but after like 12 So the more years, Xavier builds, the higher you fall, the, the farther you fall after you leave it. That's fair. That's true. The people that's are deep. saying. <laughs> that's fair. And unfortunately for Mike Saver, I think we might have a life for Travis Steele. Mike Saver is ecstatic about that. And we might have a life for Paul Scruggs, too. That would be great. <laughs> that would be absolutely great. Yeah, um, okay. Anything else on the Xavier sphere? Obviously, uh, the biggest matchup we've all been waiting for is Xavier DePaul. Uh, the, the, two teams, be, the two best teams against the spread in the Big East. The second best team in the Big East and the second best team in the ACC, uh, Xavier and DePaul. Uh, DePaul's not DePaul, if that makes any sense. I mean, that's a good thing then, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's great. Depends on your perspective, I guess. But they are not a rollover team at all. In my no, they're athletic as fuck. They're just, like, poorly coached and, like, bad at, like, the actual basketball part. And is this the first year where they're not the consensus worst team in the league? Have uh, they ever probably. not been the worst team in the conference? I feel like, I feel like St. John's, uh, like, mm. had that title for a while. Are they that bad? St. John's is really like the St. John's like they, they were winless in the conference for like uh, until they just magically beat Villanova were they really? in the same week. Yeah, like oh, okay, their first okay. conference oh, was yeah. Villanova one year. I thought that was early on in the conference slate though, but I couldn't be. No, that was that was oh, during oh. the Chris Mullen days. I'm gonna look back at it, but like okay, let's just before we look at it, we'll look at it later. Do you th- how many times do you think DePaul has not been the last team in the Big East? Oh man, like geez, post think, like December. I, Three. I think <laughs> I think they've gotten. I think they've been last every year. I, I might be wrong. Maybe oh, one every or two. year. Yeah, yeah, I would say. You think they finished last? Them. Yeah. All maybe one. Maybe once they weren't. I don't know. Maybe I just one. feel like they are like a my like guess would be zero. permanent cellar dweller. Yeah, my guess would be zero. Nice rhyme, by the way. Um, but I think this year Georgetown's a consensus worst team in the league. Georgetown and Butler are just the. I think Butler and DePaul might be close. We'll see. Like, I mean, it's still early, but 
I think Georgetown right now is the consensus worst team in the Big East, and it's like the first year where DePaul's not, not the consensus worst team in the league. But with that being said, Georgetown will win the Big East tournament. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because people are going to forget who uh, Patrick Hewitt is. And I think the um, I think the biggest takeaway is just how good of a job Dave Lato is doing with this with this program. That doesn't get said enough. People That's are not, not talking about enough. Dave Lato enough this year. Did you yeah, guys watch the mic'd up game between uh, Marquette and DePaul? I swear, like um, Stubblefield. Was that I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, you his fucking it. name. You Stubblefield. A field of stubble. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Um. So I feel like every word he says, he's like fighting to get out. It's like the last word he's possibly gonna say. A lot of Buzz Williams in that guy. Like the dude's electric. Like I could not play for machine. him, bro. He would, dude. I would just die laughing in those huddles, bro. I could not play for him. I can't take him oh, seriously. Oh. He'll just he'll pause, but like nothing will happen for like six seconds. You know, just go toughness. <laughs> like, dude, I would. I couldn't do it, bro. I would. I, no. I would spat out my drink watching it. Um, I would be like, hey, coach, are we in blue or are we in black? Which one? <laughs> right. And it would be so frustrating. Like, you're a Division One athlete. Like, I think in Division One, like, Division One level, you don't have to coach uh, playing hard, in my opinion. Like, you should be playing fucking hard. Every single fucking huddle isn't X's and O's. There's no schematics. It's just play hard. Play hard. Play my, hard. My favorite one is like, he, like, uh, um, he spent, like, two minutes, like, so what? Step over and take a charge. We need to start no taking charges. Charge. No one took a charge. Coach O's over here now. You're not wrong. I'll work on that impression. It's not as good as my Georgia guy, but I'll work on it. Hopefully he's around what for year more is than it? a year or two. What year is it? 2009. Flem and all, my friend. Love it. Flem and fucking all. Fellas, Coop, do you have any updates on your NFT collection? Can you actually give us a hint on what they are? Um, I don't know yet. I was thinking, like, um, I was going to just make a collection of, like, this carrot character. Um, but carrots <laughs> are a little harder to draw than an orange because all I have to do to draw an orange um, is uh, go to Snapchat and make, like, the pencil thing really big and touch it once. Then it's a big orange dot, and I've already drawn an orange so, so trying to make, you're gonna go oranges and not clementines is what you're telling me uh, it could be either that's the beautiful thing um, there could be it. hold on you could do clementines because then you could have some kind of functionality with uh adam bomb's book maybe like if you purchase an nft True. it comes with a signed adam bomb clementine book maybe i could get ad space on cincinnati.com and you're reading about savior and it shows like like an nft of an orange wearing a Xavier hat and it's I like mean, oh yeah that'll work these things sell themselves. I'm just trying to figure out how to price them. I'm thinking somewhere around, at first I thought maybe 400 US dollars, but I'm thinking yeah. more like 15,000 to start and see where yeah, it goes. I, I think that's probably on the low end. And if I sell one, I'm quitting my job. So <laughs> that's the right Love thing this. to do. Going straight into, the, straight into the metaverse. Exactly. I mean, also like, cards in the even... metaverse. <laughs> there are cards in the metaverse, like Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah, I'll, I'll I okay. will be the Stanford. I want that to be my avatar. Um, <laughs> is the Stanford tree? Oh, dude, it's so ugly. I want to be him. I love it. I love it. That's or a hell of a shitty mascot right there. My 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 favorite part about that mascot is like remember back in the um 
like the um, NCAA basketball, like 07 or um, NCAA football um, 10 and all that, where you can play a mascot game. Oh, oh my God. God. Playing with a tree, they didn't have arms. It was just a floating ball, and, and they just threw it with nothing. They shot, and they shot a basketball I with loved, nothing. I loved playing as, like, I don't know, something ridiculous, like uh, the Syracuse orange, speaking of oranges. <laughs> like this massive orange running with a football. And then I use uh, Notre Dame because they'd have like an actual human leprechaun, but like a college student, you know, that's like it looks like a real person. And the orange would just stiff arm the hell out of this poor guy, and he'd like fall backwards and stuff. Or it'd be like Brutus Buckeye, who's somehow like ten feet tall, going up against a mascot that's like three foot tall. <laughs> Beautiful times. Good times. I remember from this is Sports Center commercial. The guy has a piece of paper and the Stanford tree standing there. And he goes to recycle it or fucking throw it away, and he throws it away, and then the, the tree faints. Um, so that was that was what they I used to have before. some elite, they used to have some elite commercials. Oh, early two thousands was a golden age for this is sports oh, yeah. commercials. Yeah, yeah, they don't make them like they used to. Booyah, rest in peace, boys. Do we have anything else on the docket tonight? Anything else on your brain, Andy? Do you need to get? Actually, I think we should exit by getting an Andy lunar update. Andy, how have the House of Moon been treating you? Are you moving through this fear? How are you navigating that? Not a fan. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I really think I changed the whole vibe of uh, of that Bengals game when I was at, like, the last time I was exposed to the moon, um, where, like, it was, I started to get this odd feeling, and we gave up a few big plays, and then I just flipped off the moon. And then next play, we got, we sacked Derek Carr, and we ended up winning the game. So, I think my fuck you moon mentality is just good for this city. Hey, I mean, I think you would get in big trouble if you didn't flick off the moon at the next game. I mean, it, or I on the night of the game. Yeah, at least. It, I mean, it's, it's the, the same, same moon, moon per, per source. Yeah. 50 50 chance is the same moon. I'm pretty so, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. As, I don't think we have scientific fact that we only have one moon. So I think we I don't. should. We, we don't. Okay. Um, so confirmed by. Um, someone with sources other planets do not this one correct correct so i i guess i might have to um find out the uh the latitude and longitude of the moon on that night to make sure it's covering mm-hmm. it's the same moon covering cincinnati and nashville but i do need to go i need i do need to get the vibe started early before kickoff go flip off the moon and cuss it out a little bit and then i think the Bengals win 69-3 I think Mick Cronin 377.59's Earth has four moons. Different universe over there. I cannot confirm nor deny, but I'd say 50-50 chance. Hey, you're not wrong. Airplane noise? You know what? Rocket ship. Fuck Take the us moon. to the moon. <sighs> I thought that was it. Thanks for listening, idiots. That was it.